Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Join Tyler and his team as they unlock the secrets to achieving financial independence through wealth building strategies inspired by Robert Kiyosaki and other thought provoking leaders. Learn to build leveraged streams of cash flow that land in your pocket and improve your quality of life. Gain access to cutting-edge ideas that will increase your productivity and streamline your success. Find out how to supercharge your retirement plan so you won't have to retire with a pay cut. You can escape the rat race. Are you ready? It's time to Learn to Earn with Tyler Chef. Welcome to Cashflow Guys Podcast. My name is Tyler Chef. I am your host. We are back again for another great week. I am alone today and I'm going to talk to you today about investing in debt. And more importantly, ladies and gentlemen, why investing in debt makes sense now for me. And I'm going to go ahead and lead in right there and let you know that I, full disclosure, I was not a fan of the note investing business for many years. And I'll be honest with you with the reason. I simply didn't understand it. And when I didn't understand it, I feared it. And that's one of the reasons I want to do this episode this week is to help some of you understand it better. I'm going to make it simple, which is what my investing partner in this, I've got a business partner, her name is Paige and Joseph, Paige Panzarello and Joseph. They uh, dumbed it down for me so I could understand it because, well, we all know that Tyler's not the smartest guy in the room. So that said, they kept it simple. And it really came down to pros and cons. Why in the world would I invest in notes, number one? I didn't even know really what a note was, obviously. I know a little bit of what a note is. I'm a, I was a realtor, right? Of course. No, people, realtors don't know what notes are. Nine times out of ten, they have no idea what you're talking about. But the reality of it is this. Based on my experience and my experience only, thus far in my investing career, notes have been very good to me. Very, very good to me. We've been doing note investing now for a couple of years, and it was a learning curve, and I was against it, like I said early on, because I didn't fully understand it. I didn't grasp why I would want to buy somebody else's debt. I thought that didn't make any sense to me at all. I thought it was some kind of a gimmick. I wasn't quite sure if Paige had lost her mind or not. Now, Paige is pretty smart, pretty savvy lady, but I thought, why is she buying what they call bad paper or non-performing assets? Now, in this case... Today, we're going to be talking about non-performing notes. Now, there's two types of notes out there. First of all, I want you to understand that. There's what they call performing notes and non-performing notes. And here are the differences. A performing note means that whoever the, the, the uh, borrower is, is doing what they're supposed to do. They're paying the bill. They're paying monthly payments. Everything's going fine. No issues, no drama. That's called a performing note. A non-performing note is when somebody's having difficulty paying their mortgage, they can't cover the debt, it becomes a non-performing note. Now, a lot of you are going to ask, why in the world would you invest in a note where the borrower is not paying? Well, because the minute that the terms of the note, ladies and gentlemen, are violated, in the example of a non-payment, when the terms of the note are, are, are violated, it gives the, the owner of the note, which in this case would be me, lots of options. It, it, a whole bunch of options. Uh, well over 20 options, actually. But um, it gives me options to 
earn a profit, really. Uh, just because somebody's not paying their bill, let's say you have a performing note. You are, let's say you're a seller and you sell a property to somebody on terms, which is probably about the smartest thing you could ever do. And let's assume that the person you sold it to stops paying the mortgage. Well, number one, hopefully you structure the, the, the note properly so that it's enforceable and you will then have the right, one of the rights that you will have is to foreclose. Another right you could have is to short sell, sort of short sale the property. You've got opportunity to do what they call a deed in lieu. It's like, dude, give me the keys, get out. You know, you could do a reperformance. You could say, all right, let's see if we can do a workout here. Let's extend the term. And here's the thing, folks. In every cha- every exit strategy, there is profit for you. And really what it comes down to is what you can negotiate with the note holder or the owner of the uh, property owner is going to determine what exit strategy works because keep in mind, they don't have to agree to anything. But at the end of the day, you can haul their butt into court, get in front of a judge, uh, plead for a foreclosure, and if successful, and you don't have to have a judge in all states, but in in my state in Florida you do, but you could uh, apply for a foreclosure or file for foreclosure. If you win, you would get the ability to have ownership of the property. Essentially, the deed would, through an auction process, at least that's how it's done in Florida, transfer to you as the owner. Okay, now what? Well, you're in the note investing business. You didn't necessarily want to be in the house business. But here's the thing, folks. Usually when a mortgage is given, people have money down to some degree. At least I hope they would. Uh, With that said, when I do an investment, of course, I don't want to give money down. But that's a whole other story for a different day. But in this example, uh, there's a down payment. Let's say, let's just say there's a down payment in there. The guy gave, it's a $100,000 note. The guy put 20% down. So let's just say when you gave the note or when whoever issued the, 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 who initiated the note mortgage and made the loan probably got number one, a down payment, probably had an appraisal. So let's say the property appraised for hundred or $100,000 and the purchase price was $100,000 and the original uh, lender said, Hey, I'll loan you at 80% of value. Okay, so they loaned $80,000 on that deal. Now let's say you bought that debt from that person at a discount. Let's say you bought it for $60,000 as a performing debt. Well, now after a period of time, that debt doesn't perform for whatever reason. The, the owner of the property can't keep up with the mortgage payments. It happens. It happens to everybody. It's even happened to us many years ago. Uh, we lost a house to foreclosure. It happens. It's, you know, it's part of reality. What can you say? Can't go back and change what's already happened. So now the bank or the the lender wants to get rid of that, that note. They don't want that toxic debt on their books. So they will sell that note to somebody like me for, for a discount. So then Paige and I will buy that debt from a bank at a significant discount. We will pay, let's say it's an $80,000 note. We're going to pay maybe 30000 for that note. Okay. So now we own it. We've paid in, paid the bank 30000 and for that 30000 we got an $80,000 note, face value note. So if we get it reperforming and wait for all the payments to come in, we would have almost tripled our money. Great return, right? Because there's interest on there and all that. The pros of note investing I want to talk about first. So that's generally kind of how it works. So when a note becomes non-performing, it, they play, I guess you can call it virtual hot potato. 
one bank gets it and they're like, oh, this is great. I buy it at a discount. And then they look at their books after a while and they go, well, I don't want this debt anymore. I'm going to sell it to XYZ Bank and then I'm going to sell it to uh, Tyler and Page. And sometimes Tyler and Page get these notes and we decide after a period of time that we can sell them at a, a different yield and, and or a different or sell them at a discount and also make a profit. There's all kinds of different ways you can skin a cat in this note investing business. We may say, let's say we bought the note for 30000 but we know somebody that would want to buy the note for forty. Well, in some cases, we may just turn around and sell it for forty grand. We'll make a quick ten thousand, and we'll go on our on our way. And the note becomes belongs to somebody else. So this is what goes on every day, folks. And those of you that own real estate, that own houses, that have a bank mortgage, usually within the first few months of owners owning the, the property after you buy it, you're gonna get a letter in the mail from somebody saying, "Hey." The loan, the servicing has been changed. The note has been sold. It is now you're going to make your payments to, instead of Bank of America, you're going to make it to, I don't know, Countrywide, Lincoln Lending, whatever it winds up being. And then in a couple of years from now, you'll get another one of these saying, well, they sold it to somebody else. And then that somebody else sold it to somebody else. And that's called note, the note buying business. That's basically what they do is they're, this paper is getting traded all the time, kind of like stocks. This is what goes on. Well, when the debt is toxic, in my opinion, it gets far more profitable because more options open up. When it's a performing note, the only option you really have is to either hold it and wait for the payments to come in, which in some cases could take 30 years, or you you sell it for a discount, and that's maybe not no fun. So we're going to look at different opportunities in front of us and see which makes more sense. Again, the performing note thing, yes, it's profitable, but not in my opinion, unless you're an incredible negotiator, it's not wildly profitable because unless you can buy that note from somebody who has a compelling need where they need cash now, like you would a house, then you're not going to get real huge margins on buying performing notes. Okay. You're just not, uh, that's not just my experience. That's most people's experience on the non-performing side that it becomes risky and when you're investing in things that have a perceived, and the key is perceived risk here, well, you can sometimes negotiate incredible deals. And that's exactly what we do. So let's talk about some of the pros of note investing just to kind of recap what we talked about in previous episodes. The first pro for, for note investing is non-performing notes. It's relatively simple to invest in. And there's very few complications provided that the due diligence is properly done. That I'm going to throw that out there. That's providing the due diligence has been done properly. Can't begin to, to even begin to share how important this is. Due diligence is most important. So if you are not a details person, you have one of two options. You either need to hire somebody that is, which is what I did, or you need to stay the heck away from notes. Because if you are not going to do the due diligence on these notes, you are going to get burnt unless... You are teamed up with people that will do the due diligence for you and are very good at doing the due diligence like we are, for example. Now, another pro is you will usually have equity, usually. And I say usually because some people are going to listen to this episode. They're going to run right out to some note buying website, note selling brokerage website. They're going to buy a note right off the website that's non-performing. And then they're going to call me and go, well, dude, I don't have any equity. Well, because, dude, you didn't do your research. You got to know, understand, you got to ask for a due diligence file. You got to make an offer on it and then go through due diligence just like you do 
buying a house or an apartment building. It's no different. Okay, this is the same thing. You're buying something that's it's an asset. So it it has its due diligence process. That you're not going to get away from due diligence, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry, but it's just not going to work that way. So let's say you've got equity. You know, you, 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 like I said, you're not going to run into being upside down on a property, which means you're not going to own a hundred thousand dollar note on an eighty thousand dollar property, unless some unscrupulous person, except if I can flat out ripped you off, some note broker. So just keep that in mind. Now, another pro is you've got lots of exit strategies. And I was just talking to Paige before we recorded this episode. And to date, she's got off the top of her head, she's like, we have 23 different exit strategies that we use or that are at our disposal when it comes to notes. Now, granted, we usually don't, we don't need most of those. The more four most common, there's only four that are most common, and that is short sale, which I'll explain in a minute. It's called deed in lieu, deed in lieu of foreclosure. That's what you call cash for keys and a reperformance, a workout or a restructure. So let me go back to short sale. Basically, short sale works like this. You buy a house for $100,000. You decide that for whatever reason, you can't afford the mortgage, you fall behind. I am now the owner of that note. I bought that note from the bank. Let's say I bought this note from, for $30,000. I should throw a figure out there. I, buy, I own the note. My cost is $30,000. I own the note, which is the debt, not the house. That's what you have to understand. I own a sheet of paper. That is a promise to pay, and that's really what I own is a promise to pay. So that said, um, I'm going to go ahead, and you, you decided that you can't make the payments. You fall behind. You go, you go to your local realtor and say, I'm in trouble. I need to sell my house. Realtor says, here's the problem. The house is worth less than what you owe. The market crashed and the $100,000 house you bought is only worth $90,000. We need to go to the bank and see if the bank will do a short sale. Well, I'm the bank. Oh, I just love saying that because every time I say that, I hear a little cha-ching in my head. I love being the bank. and love it. So the realtor does puts it on the market. I'm going to have my team send you a whole bunch of paperwork that you're going to have to fill out to do a short sale. And I'm going to decide with my team, Paige and I and Joseph, we'll decide if a short sale makes sense for us. Because essentially what you're asking us to do is to forgive a portion of the $100,000. You're asking us to allow you to sell the property without paying the mortgage in full. So we have a say in that. We could say no and then just simply foreclose on you. But being entrepreneurs like we are, we're willing to look at anything. So let's use the example I just illustrated. You paid 100000 for the house. A couple of years down the road, you can't, you, you can't afford it. House is worth, say, $90,000. I just bought the note for 30000 You come to me and say, Tyler, I, we can't afford it. We would like to short sale the house. Let's say I approve the 90000 Your realtor's on a market analysis. They found a buyer willing to buy it arm's length transaction, right? Not some little hokey thing between you and your cousin, but an arm's length transaction. And you come to me and say, I would like you to forgive $10,000 of the principal balance of the, of the face value of the note. I say, okay, not a problem. So I approve the short sale. When I do that, ladies and gentlemen, I just made a $60,000 profit. Because remember, I bought the note for 30 and I just accepted full payment I accepted partial payment, which turned, turned into $90,000, so I tripled my money. Not too shabby. 
Next most popular one that we run into is Deed and Lou. And we're getting a lot, we're not getting as many of these anymore. I mean, they do come up, but um, Deed and Lou is basically just that. Instead of foreclosing on you, we will just take the deed to your property. You will voluntarily give up the deed of the property. And the advantage for us as the note hole, as the owner of the of the debt, is that it's a lot cheaper for us to do it this way. We don't have to go through the foreclosure proceeding because you basically just sign the property over to us. There's a formality with the attorneys and whatnot, and then we're done. It's real simple, real cut and dry, real easy. Sometimes folks, people call this cash for keys. Deed and Lou can be a cash for keys. In that case, we'll say, listen, I'll tell you what. You give me the house, the deed to the house, and the keys to the house, and I'll give you $3,000 to move your stuff out. How's that sound? Because you can't pay the bill anyway. They say, wow, that's great. That's outstanding. So that's pretty much how uh, Cash for Keys works. Now, reperformer or workout, these are my favorite. But unfortunately, these are not as common as I would like them to be. They do happen, but they're not as common as I would like them to be. A reperformance basically means we will get work with the seller to get the loan reperforming. Those of you listening to the show know that I own a credit repair franchise. If you're interested in credit repair, by the way, go to cashflowguys.com forward slash credit repair to get started on that. There's no reason, I'm like, I'm going to digress for two seconds here. There's no reason in today's society that anybody should have to have bad credit. Anybody can fix their credit in two years or less if they really want to. So if you still got crappy credit, and that's one of the excuses why you can't invest in real estate, stop making stupid excuses. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash credit repair and fix your damn credit. Okay? Back to the show. So reperform is, hey, listen, I understand you're having a hard time there, Jimmy. Your payments are six fifty a month right now. What can you afford to pay? Well, you know, I lost my job. I had to change jobs, whatever. I can afford to pay uh, $5.50 a month. So you need a $100 a month reduction. Yeah, okay. So we're going to change the terms. We'll do a workout, a modification, a loan modification to modify the original note to get the payments down to where Jimmy can afford. There's many different ways we can do that, folks. They can, we can add, go back and reamortize the loan for 30 years, which means, well, if it's, we're 10 years into a 30 year loan, we could say, okay, let's start the loan over again. We'll go back 30 years based on the current balance that would drop the payments. We can forgive some of the principal payback that would drop the payments. We could forgive, uh, reduce the interest rate. There's all kinds of different things we can do folks that will drop the payment and help Jimmy out. I like these, number one, because they help Jimmy out. They help good people stay in their home. And I think it's pretty cool that I can invest in something that helps people. I don't like to take advantage of people. I don't like situations where people are taken advantage of. So anytime I can make money and help people, that's awesome. That's part of the reason I started coaching and teaching other people how to do real estate because I get to make money doing it, but that's not really what I care about. What I care about is I get to watch other people get out of the rat race, and it's because of what I teach them that it helps them get out of the rat race. Hell, that's why I started this podcast. That's awesome. That's good stuff. That's what I enjoy. That's what makes me tick. I enjoy helping people. What I've discovered, though, is that the biggest mistake I made is I, I gave everything away. I used to help people for free, and I couldn't. I can't afford to do that anymore because people start looking at you like my wife going, so you've spent the last week helping everybody get rich. How about us? Like, oh, yeah, how about that? So I had to start charging for some stuff, but um, I digress. 
So you've got the different, the four different workouts. You got the reperform, whatever. But let me tell you the best part about the reperform. Let's say we get the the thing to reperform, and everything is going well. And at some point, they decide we can structure it. So say, hey, we're going to do this reperformance for you. But in the next two years, you need to refinance with FHA. We're going to help you fix your credit. We're going to get you in a credit repair uh, situation. You're going to do a lot of the work, too. But we're going to get your credit turned around, get you qualified to, to refinance this property and get a better rate, better term, whatever, in two years with the FHA. FHA guaranteed loan. Well, when the FHA pays us off, folks, they're paying us off on, fa- on full value. So if we've got a $100,000 mortgage balance and I only paid 30000 for the debt, I'm getting a check for hundred grand. I mean, hello, there's some profit for you. If I'm in it for 30 and I, and I, I pay, I take a payoff of a hundred or 90 or whatever it winds up being, that's huge, huge profits. So I can tell you here, the last pro and my favorite one, the profit margins are considerably higher than flipping. First of all, you're flipping houses. Don't waste your time. Do invest in notes instead. You can make so much more money. Uh, we have never, and I'll say this, well, I shouldn't say never, but thus far, our returns as a group have not been below 12%. We've had some returns, ladies and gentlemen, as high as 132%. That's crazy. And we're helping people at the same time. I think that's awesome. So those are the three three pros. I'm going to wrap up here this last segment with the cons, though, because what goes up must come down. Not everything is all peaches and roses. There are some cons, and I want to talk about those right now. And I did confirm this because I always try to figure there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. My CPA looks at me like I got three heads. But realistically, one of the cons is you are creating a taxable event. Yes, when you win, Uncle Sam, Uncle Don is going to get his money. You got to pay the piper. You're going to pay taxes on your gains. You know, it's a gain. It's a capital gain. I don't have to tell you. You're going to have to pay taxes on that. There's no getting around that. Um, there are ways, strategy-wise, with your if you have a tax strategy working with a CPA that has a clue and they build a tax strategy for you, I'm sure there's ways they can help reduce your liability, but they're not going to eliminate it. You've got to have, you're going to have to pay taxes. Just get over it. Now, con number two, and I want you to pay particular attention to what I say. This is very, very important. If if you are new to note investing and and you are going at this alone. I'm going to say it again. If you are new, you have no experience, and you are going at this alone, you are most likely going to lose money. Let me rephrase that one more time. If you're doing this by yourself, without any help, you're not with a team, you're not with anybody experienced, and you are new, I can almost guarantee you you're going to lose money at some point. Yep, you're going to. Because what you're doing, folks, is you're gambling. Because you don't have the experience, the knowledge, to know that you've got a good, safe, a good, solid, safe investment. That comes with experience. Okay, that comes with knowledge, training. That's what that's about. So you are playing financial Russian roulette if you don't have any experience and you have not aligned yourself with anybody who does have experience. That is dangerous. Don't do that. There are courses out there that teach you how to do note investing. Uh, my partner Paige does a, a seminar in California 
we might be doing it in Florida, uh, maybe this spring of 2018. I don't know yet. We're still working on that. But no matter who, where you go, get, educate yourself on the process. Understand the process. I get that you want to do it yourself. I get it. Everybody lives in scarcity. We don't want, nobody wants to share. I know it better than anybody for the love of all that's holy. I am an only child. I don't want to share anything ever. I hate it. I don't never had to share. I'm an only child. It's my sandbox. Get out. I get it. But here's the reality, folks. You're going to lose money. So you're going to share money with unknown strangers, whether you like it or not, by in the form of making a major mistake. So to avoid that, find somebody to joint venture with. This is how we structure things. So we work with, Paige and I and Joseph work with people that we developed a relationship with, which for us is very important. You're not going to call us on the phone and go, here's 200 grand of my money, ready, set, go. No, wrong. We're going to turn you away. We're going to develop a relationship. We're going to know each other really, really well before we take it to the next level. Okay, that's important for us. Because we don't want to deal with any squirrels or any, have any problems or somebody that's an emotional investor or somebody, more importantly, who can't afford to invest. And there are a lot of Americans that cannot afford to invest. In some cases, it's time or money. They can't afford either one. And investing is not for everybody. I will say that. I digress. Make sure you joint venture. You team up with somebody. At least do a deal or two, a note deal or two. Even if you start small with somebody who is experienced. Ask them their track record. Ask for documentation. Don't just simply say, oh, I've never lost money. Well, I can say I've never lost money in notes, but I took a beating on, on, on flip properties, I can tell you that. I've taken an absolute beating. So anybody that tells you they've never lost money and they use that as a selling point, I would run screaming the other direction. Because everybody is going to lose money at some point. That's just reality, folks. We do everything in our power to mitigate it, but sometimes mistakes happen that are beyond your control. The key is you want to reduce the, the likelihood of the mistakes and the repeatedness of the mistakes by aligning yourself with somebody that has experience. That is most, most important. The process, the last con I want to talk about is the process can sometimes be slow and tedious. It is what it is, folks. You know, you can't rush City Hall, as they say. You, there's a process and there's a set of laws in each state, every municipality of how you can collect debt. So you are not going to be doing be the person being the debt collector. I would strongly discourage you from doing that. What we do is we use a company that does it for us because they are up to speed on all the laws. They are appropriately licensed, insured, and the whole nine yards. To collect debt, we use attorneys. We hire the right real estate agents to give us opinions of values, broker price opinions, things like this. We spend money hiring professionals, not some fly-by-night flunky who gives a discount to help us with our due diligence and to help us with our notes. That's very, very important. So I hope that you guys found some value in this episode. I think you do. Uh, reach out to me if you do. Info at cashflowguys.com. Let me know what you think about note investing. If you want to learn more about note investing, if you're in a position where you, you might want to look at doing a joint venture type arrangement and you want to build a relationship with Paige and I, uh, reach out to me and let's get an appointment scheduled. Just go to cashflowguys.com forward slash book Tyler, cashflowguys.com forward slash book Tyler. That will get you a, a free 30-minute consultation on my calendar. We'll have a conversation, kind of 
come up with a strategy plan, things that you're you're thinking about. If it feels like you're going to be a good fit for something like this, uh, at some point down the road, we will schedule an appointment with you, uh, with you and I and Paige, uh, where we will have a conversation and see if we can take things to the next level, uh, as maybe joint venture partners or something like that. Additionally, if you want to have more of a formal type education experience and you're in California or willing to travel to California, Southern California, Paige's next note class is coming up on November 17th through the 19th. November 17th through the 19th. The cost is $597. Uh, it's for one person. Uh, $97 for extra extra people. So if you're a married person or you got a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, it'd be $597 plus $97. You can bring your CPA. You can bring your lawyer. You can bring whoever you want. Uh, it's $97 a person. I will, unfortunately, will not be there because I am going to be goofing off with Jill on my new Jeep. But um, you can meet Paige. You can meet Joseph. That's two out of three of us. And uh, you can find out more about that by going to buildingwealthwithnotes.com. That is kind of a backdoor to Paige's website. It's buildingwealthwithnotes.com. I will put that, e- that address in the show notes so you'll be able to go down and see them. It's in Simi Valley, California, November 17th through 19th. If you want more information about that, email Paige at info at cashflowchick.com. Just tell her you're one of my listeners and she will hook you up and get you the information you need on that. So when you take that class, you're going to get a single note analysis tool, some other stuff, all kinds of good stuff. It's a hands-on class. There's a lot to it. It's going to make your brain boil. But if you want to learn this business, guys, get yourself some education, partner up with good people, do a joint venture. Everybody shares in the wins. Uh, That's the best way to do it. I hope you enjoyed this episode, folks. I hope you have a wonderful week. Get out there and make some cash flow. Now is the time. Until next time, this is Tyler signing off. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.